Okay, Divine Dolls. All right, so it's 11 p.m. Oh, you know what? I swear it's Saturday night, but tomorrow's Monday. <laughs> so I'm here binge watching um, Jack Ryan. And at the end of the, which episode is this? Uh... Oh, yeah, season two, episode one. So at the end of season one, whatever the last episode was, um, the chief in command, one of the, the supervisors, um, said something and it was, you know, do not wish for your brother what you would not wish for yourself. And coincidentally, he's supposed to be, um, Muslim or from the religion of Islam and it got me thinking, y'all already know how my mind is. And it's like, the Bible is the ultimate bro code book, right? Because if it, if it was ever going to be, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't it say, do not desire for someone else what you wouldn't want for yourself? Would be the overarching team, but the overarching theme. I can't talk, y'all. I, I, I sounded like I can't talk and put my words together. It's kind of baffling. But um, <laughs> the overarching theme would be do not desire for someone what you would not desire for yourself. But here it is. Like, when you talk about super bro code, um, do not desire for... Because I remember I was when I heard him say that, I was like, well, why... Would it be the same for sisters? Do not desire for your sister what you would not desire for yourself. Which then, I mean, above that, wouldn't, why would you desire, you know, that for someone if you wouldn't desire it for yourself? And I'm going to keep it short. I just wanted to kind of document that. I feel like hearing that most religions, you know, are so like bro code on a whole other level. Um... Even I'm, I'm remembering that the Ten Commandments, um, the, the I think is it the the one for, I'm remembering now, um, like him nor thy servant nor thy manservant nor thy maidservant nor thy cattle nor strength within thy street, thy gate. It's kind of like everything just comes down to what do you for, what do you do mano to mano. There's no, you know, what do you do for for women or to protect them. I think really. Another interesting thing, too, I was listening to Ken Billions interview this other guy. I want to do a, a podcast on that one because some of the things he said troubled me. <laughs> um, the things he said, I'm not necessarily going to go into the whole dragging of him, but some of the things he said, I think um, he best we can explain it for those of you who've been, been with me for the temple talks he needs to seek higher ground on on some of the things that he believes but i at least he's on the right mountain if that kind of makes sense or he's on the right path but i think that there's some things he said that um there's more room for growth there but the other thing i also wanted to say was um with with that code of conduct, right? Do not wish for your brother which you would not wish for yourself. Oh. Um I'm remembering I was watching one of my favorite content creators and I'm going to probably do a podcast 
kind of introducing you to her as one of the, the Furies. Um, in terms of mission and uh, avenging what has happened to her sisters and children, you know, like not not her biological sister, but like the sisterhood collective and and children. Uh, she wore. She had done a a YouTube video. Um, showing a TikTok of this black male that was gloating about how one time he was at a gas station and this um black woman came into the um into the shop she was having car problems with her radiator and had gotten some water and they and he said that between him and the other bros cuz they're all on code right they knew that she needed help and they kept looking at each other like are you going to help her and I was like hell no no I'm not going to help her you know, let them figure it out. They think they're so smart, but it's like they're black. She's black. Guarantee you, if she if the the she was on the other foot, that black woman would have paid for their gas, paid for the radiator, made sure that they got wherever it was they were going safe, like all this crazy stuff. I'm telling y'all, when I tell y'all, especially for divine, like black divine feminines, you gotta pull the energy all the way back, like retreat, seek higher ground, cause. The way that we've been operating is not it. So, but anyways, all of these black men watch her put water into her radiator and they're like, watch, her car is going to break down in half an hour. She's going to be stranded on the side of the road. So, you know what these motherfuckers did? I sure the hell did call them that. I'm not even going to apologize for using that word. They said that they, and this is kind of to tell you how sick their energy is too, because for you to drive half an hour out and you don't know which direction she would have gone in or that type of thing, but it's that predatory, like they're keeping tabs on, on where her downfall is. Sure. They, he said half an hour later, they found her stranded on the side of the road. And he's like, and do you think that we got out of the car and helped her? No, we took pictures about it, laughed about it and went about our way. Right disgusting disgusting behavior and yeah it's just no no code of conduct but I feel like you know that proverb from that religion uh brought to light you know to me just kind of like the imagery that the bible is ultimate um bro code another interesting thing too when i was listening to ken billions i think this is why i mentioned it because i I started talking about how he was interviewing another guy and and there were some things i wanted to address about the things that the guy he was interviewing said but one of the things that ken billions asked was are there any examples in the bible of what a good husband is and or should be you know, and so when you start to look at how Paul wasn't married, Jesus wasn't married, um, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say it was Maya Johnson. It might have been someone else. I'm not remembering right off the bat, but they made this really interesting point of talking about, oh, I know what it was. She was being interviewed by... Ken Billions, um, and it wasn't Maya Johnson. It was another young lady. I do not remember her name. Um, but she was talking about how 
marriage in a way was kind of considered a sin like you were gonna lower yourself by marrying a woman and so that's why like a lot like the disciples would preach celibacy and forsaking because they felt that the fall of the woman that that you know they should be left on their own and so you're lowering yourself by attaching them to her and that's why in the bible he talks about like if you can be celibate and not get married, whatever, you know, that is the higher path. So um, I found that to be so interesting from that perspective, like an enlightened perspective, considering what I grew up with. But yeah, when you try to look at examples of like what, it, you know, um, there's talk about how there's wife school, cosmopolitan, cosmopolitan magazines where we learn like how to be good romantic partners and how to care and how to please them and how to you know set the stage and communicate with them and all these other things and compromise and give birth and like parenting like a lot of us women including myself have bought the books we have bought the magazines watched the videos you know try to do the inner work to be present ourselves before the xys but when you put the shoe on the other foot there's not you know the equivalent of what is a good husband or provider or um, a family man or or things like that. You, t- listen, I know I'll be inviting y'all to leave comments under the anchor podcast and stuff. But if you were ever going to post a comment, I have never seen a husband academy or a good partner academy or um, anything about how to please a woman or satisfy her needs or anything like that right so it's like that few and far between my whole grown age never not everyone seen it and so but even from a biblical standpoint like where are those examples right you have all these stories about how the women sacrifice themselves and you know how they have to be um, submissive and you know seen and so very much not heard can't give any insights on the in the bible which is kind of weird too because you know for a woman's intuition and how close we are to god i feel like or divine source or divine you know divine feminine energy divine goddess whatever you telling her to suppress her voice is kind of like you're willing to stay in a degenerate state because you don't want the woman who, you know, is like basically at the right hand of wisdom and if not the embodiment of wisdom itself is just whatever. But again, I'm not going to spend too long. I hope I fall asleep sooner than later because... I don't know. I just feel like it's the weekend. Like a long, long weekend. Oh, you know what it is? Um, Tomorrow is Memorial Day. So that it, it's probably kind of been printed in my. It's so weird how my body kind of has its own time clock. So it does feel kind of weekendish. Um, so it's not going to... Oh, and that being said, I don't have meetings tomorrow. Okay, okay, okay. But I still want to get up early and go. <sighs> I still want to go for my exercise early in the morning. 
Um, I don't like working. I won't say I don't like, but I, I am, when I work out, it gives me energy. And I don't want to do it later in the day. Um, and usually there's that's when a lot of people work out too, like later in the day. So I'd rather just probably push through the energy if I, if I don't fall asleep until like three in the morning I'll probably just um wake up early do my exercise and then they could come home and take a nap (sighs) all right y'all I'm always hearing like scary noises (laughs) all right I will talk to you later bye as as I (laughs) was cannot talk as I was working on the title um, I'm about to do the description I wanted to just also propose to women like is that something positive that we can take away to make one of our maxims like do not do to your do or wish to your sister what you would not wish done to you you know um on the podcast before this I was talking about you know, nurses and doctors and their treatment of black women. And so sometimes not the, it ended up not being the woman that was doing the talking, but other um, Caucasian women in the nursing sector are willing to be white before they're a nurse first, or they're willing to be, you know, white before being a woman. Um, but if if we started to see each other that way too and you know when it comes to like workplace and how much we compete instead of collaborate with each other and um not be like going at each other's throats like the way that you know even the men do it's weird because even though both i'm going to say both white and black men and or hispanic or any other um race I guess it's weird because they still pay homage to the one percent of males who were freaking doing everything to destroy their lives anyways it's kind of bizarre because I I don't really believe that the one percent have um the the best interests of the collective you know uh, they don't have the best intent for for the us majority i talked about how at some point you're going to realize that it's 99 percent against the one percent but i think because men are so willing to feel like hey well if i compete compete with other men trample on women to get to the top at the end of the day you're still a cog in the machine you know um and just snuffing out everything all around you and because of that snuffing out energy they're likely to get taken out too is y'all I don't know I think that I can tell you this I've talked about how sometimes I just energetically give my reports my frequency reports to divine mother and I let her know what is happening here on earth and it's moments of sadness because I'm reporting back to duty for like the things I see that's happening with women making that siren call what you know for the collective to seek higher ground you know and pull back and pull our energies back and and become self-preserving but the divine feminine energy in me it's things like um today and I didn't even you know click on it because I 
I I can't deal with too much dark energy all at once. But things are getting so bad that um it's things like I saw um a photo of a man on a news clip and it says he was killed in a senseless act for or senseless killing of man who was simply trying to walk his friend home. And it's like, how long are we going to try to stay in this energy and sit in this energy and condone this energy? It's bad when you know that they're taking out even their own, the the own men within their own society, right? No loyalties. And this is the thing. Like, if you're not loyal, you're, you're if you're treacherous, you're going to be treacherous across the board, like... If you treat children bad, if you treat women bad, you're going to treat other men bad, too. <laughs> There's no loyalty. Although, although they're bro code, it's so weird. It They're called to be loyal with each other, but you cannot appeal to... Um, it, it, I don't know if you caught that. It's kind of like... <clears throat> You're you're expecting them to have um, honor among thieves, but you don't want to address that they shouldn't be stealing in the first place, if that kind of makes sense. Right. So it's kind of like rob and steal from everyone else, but just don't do it amongst ourselves. And you watch this dynamic unfold all the time in the movies. Right. I am right now when I'm watching Jack Ryan, the last scene of um, season one. You know, um, it, it's, it's showing how there's a terrorist squad that is trying to infiltrate the U.S. and spread Ebola. This is like way back in the days. And so oh, they were using it for biological warfare. And so long story short, um, it narrowed down to being about five people. So the main person who was in charge he had like maybe oh, about six so it was the main the, the the mastermind behind it and he had about six other people that were his right wing you know men that were by his side in the last part of the um the mission and it was set up so that once the um main guy died the rest of them turned on each other and they took each other out. And it's kind of like, no, you know, no kind of like appreciation that you sacrificed and went through all this stuff and was helping him and, and, and helped to pre- pre- precipitate, you know, events where hundreds of people died, you know, um, hundreds of people were injured, setting off bombs and everything. And... But and so you're harming other people, you know that they're capable of wicked stuff and you really think that they're not going to turn their back on you and just snuff your life out because if life isn't important to them and they don't care about, you know, that there's women in the chill in the in the building, children in the building in throughout the first season, you see that they, they were losing their uncles their brothers, you know, as well, they didn't care about that. So when it comes down to it, it's like, yeah, the like they showed the story of how like the one of the last guys 
it's like the the moment of betrayal. But it's like you're he doesn't care about human life. What makes you think that even you working alongside him that it would count for something, you know? So, but but to the reason I hopped back on here is because I wanted to say like for us as a women collective, like if we add that to one of our maxims, like you know. Do not do to other women what you would not wish to have them done to you, you know. Um, and I kind of get it, too. There's a little low-key karmic part of myself where I think and I think you got to see it in the last podcast or got to hear it. The energy I'm in right now is if you show me your hand and you show yourself to be treacherous, I'm going to be 10 times more treacherous. Like, you know, um, I think when it comes to dealing with other women. But if you show your hand to be, you know, empathetic and woman-centric, then I will multiply that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you, we are on the same path. I will have your back, you know, type of a thing. But it, it's just kind of moving cautious because you don't know who's who's on, you know, whose side is on what, you know. Um, not every woman is woman-centric. Only a few of us are enlightened. But as we start to meet up with each other and build bonds and stuff like that then we start to build a more force you know like a um, a united front um but I'm fully aware that and especially when I think back on my work experience yeah like and it was mostly my supervisors like they were just and and not all because I I have shared with you the story about how like one of my first promotions were these two white ladies and how they it just so sweet like and I um one of them she has passed away she passed away a co- like a couple years after she helped me with a promotion she used to smoke a lot <laughs> and so even though we were in a Christian um university she would have to get her little smokes in and stuff and um her name was Linda tall lean um white woman she was just about as tall as me I was just a little bit taller than her so she was like a good like 5, 10, 11, and because she smoked, her voice would be like, <laughs> almost said my name, she's like, hello, like, how's your day and stuff, and she was always nice to me, a lot of people did not like her, but, um, and then the other one, she was a short, blonde, blue-eyed, like, on the plump side, um, but very upbeat and type of thing, and so I had worked in the dish room, and then I, I'll never forget, I've said it before, I I walked into the cafeteria after school and I, I went in for my shift. I remember I had my backpack on. I had my 24-hour fitness backpack because I had signed up for the membership and they gave you a, a backpack. And so I had put my books in there and I walked in and she was standing there waiting for me. She had the smile on her face and she's like, um, she's like, we have some exciting news for you. And I'm like, what? And she's like, um, Linda and or Denise and I have decided to promote you to cashier and stuff and it tears me up every single time she spent it was literally a labor of love and the thought behind it um and she made sure to show me how to do everything she was so patient with me um teaching me how to check in and out of stuff and supervising and everything of course thinking about it they probably did need a cashier and whatever what have you but because I was able to demonstrate progression after that, I was able to move into an admissions job 
and work at, at a clerical setting and they gave me a high recommendation to get that job even though they were sad to see me go type of a thing so but you know at this point I think that if it makes any sense because I, I have listeners from all over the world which is kind of I'm not surprised that I don't have a lot of male listeners but I'm just trying to be a empathetic to that I'm talking to so many people from around the world I'm getting there don't give up on me because uh I'm not gonna say it as an excuse but it's just coming from a wounded space so I'm very defensive about how you're gonna come at me and if you show that you're not as treacherous as history has proven to be then we're good but you know that's stuff that I have to work out within myself I I think that um yeah it's just I'm just gonna leave it at that I'm sleepy so hopefully I fall asleep (laughs) I will talk to y'all later oh man so this is season two I have to go Okay, this is why they're going all the way back to the first season, like the highlights and stuff. Because I'm like, that guy's, he had died in the last episode. So why is he showing up on season one? But yeah, they're recapping as they would season two. All right, y'all, I will talk to you later. Just something to think about. Um, but I'm not saying, you know, I, I think. Part of the reason I said that I'm just cautious, too, is because, you know, it's kind of like the turning the other cheek energy. One thing you're not going to do is you're not going to be able to slap me and think I'm not I'm going to turn the other cheek. Absolutely not. I'm going to slap you back. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So I feel like there are good maxims. But again, I'm not ever going to use it like religion or a proverb to set you back you know, to make you in a lesser position, if that kind of makes sense. So I'm sure we'll talk about this some more. I'm sure it will continue to build. And so I'll talk to you later. Bye. More teeny tiny things. So this is so interesting because I I think if the podcast I did earlier tonight where we were reviewing um, the video about the the collapse of Black Lives Matter, but it wasn't, it's not Black Lives Matter. The guy didn't do the title correctly. So what happened is one of the advisors to Black Lives Matter had filed for bankruptcy three times, but Black Lives Matter itself is, seems like it's still up and running. And that's why it made sense that not a lot of people had covered it or there wasn't a lot of news coverage on it. So, but anyways, because, you know, that fourth grade comprehension reading level. But anyways, so... Remember I talked about how I found it odd that this guy, you know, he has treacherous ways around him. I'm not saying being American or being proud of being American is is um, treacherous in as so much as you know that those type of guys that that do that when they're black, it's because they're like anti-black. <laughs> and so... Um, it was weird because he was bashing Black Lives Matter and he was bashing reparations. So it wasn't even just so much that he had a problem with Black Lives, but it's reparations too. And it's like, I'm saying like, sir, you're on the receiving side of this. You're the benefactor 
of the benevolence of these black women, whether they be lesbian or black or fat or whatever, ugly or whatever it is that you want to call them, you're on the receiving end of that. And it's like, he's trying to, to shoot down the argument for reparations. And it's like, why would you wish that for your brother? You're also shooting yourself in the foot, right? But I don't know. It's kind of, like I said, it's kind of weird because I think you get to a point where you realize that those proverbs are in place because they don't have a moral compass and you try to talk to that moral higher ground. But I don't, I don't. Listen, at this point, the best way I can explain it is I'm just here reporting for duty. I'm reporting what I see around me and how I see people operating and moving. And at the time I'm recording this, I don't see that there is a, uh, all of these hundreds of years of trying to appeal to like the higher moral standing within people. It just is not, it's not taking. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just, again, making that call to think anyone who identifies as a divine feminine and just pull your energy back, reposition. If you've ever watched like... um those action movies or adventure action in yeah like these action adventure movies where it's kind of like you see when they try to to go in and bring relief and help and they start to get counterattacked and stuff and it's kind of like you just got to pull yourself out of the fire you know the um the heat and the smoke reassess your position and and seek higher ground and make sure that you're okay and reassess the, the what's going on because the things we've been doing the way we've been moving has not worked has not worked at all you know um so all right i'll talk to you later <laughs>